Welcome back to the High Impact Physician Podcast. On today's episode, Sandy's talking with Dr. Corey Martin, who is a practicing family physician in Minnesota. He supports some incredibly interesting and deeply meaningful projects and work outside of that, which you'll learn more about in part three of this conversation. So for the first part of this conversation, Sandy and Corey are talking about why Corey took on a CMO role five years into his practice as a way to reduce or address his burnout. Pretty interesting take there. And then Corey also tells a very powerful, deeply moving story about the unexpected deaths of two fellow physicians, how it changed his life forever, and how it helped him to start living a life that he wants to live. I'm honestly getting goosebumps just telling you about it, so let's go ahead and get right into it. I'd love for you to start by just telling us um, a bit about you and how you got to where you are. Sure. Well, yeah, so um, Corey Martin, I am a family practice doctor. I moved to the community that I'm in about 15 years ago, right out of residency. I moved here because it was a place where I could do full-scope family medicine, where I could deliver babies and do um, inpatient work, outpatient work, work in the emergency room, and do it all. And I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed it and, and put my heart into it. But there was one thing that I learned in those first five years that I probably did better than any one of my colleagues. And that was I burned myself out. And so I got five years into practice. I was completely burned out. I didn't know I was burned out. What I knew is that I didn't look forward to going to work. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was short with people all the time. When I came home, I'd bring that stuff back to my family. And what it really, what I really knew is that I needed to do something different. And so five years into uh, practice, I started looking for a new job. I started looking for a new career. And essentially, I then took a job as a part-time hospital administrator, being the chief medical officer at my hospital. And um, it's a little bit interesting to me that at the time, uh, my would-be boss decided to hire me when I was probably the most frustrated, angry doc that she knew. And I don't know why she would hire somebody like that for that position, other than the fact that I don't think anybody else applied for it. Uh, and so I took that job and um, and did uh, hospital administration half-time, continued to practice half-time. And Really, as I look back at that, I was it was such an opportunity because I had a wonderful boss, a boss who realized I was burned out, um, helped me find um, different resources for myself to change and grow and learn. And then once I did that, helped me to realize that there's a lot of people around us in healthcare that are burned out too. And so really it became the start of um, a beginning of a leadership development program in our hospital and in our clinics and our community around well-being and resilience and burnout um, long before it was even a thing um, or really talked about very much. And so we were doing that work and we thought we were doing some really great work in our community. It felt like everybody was rowing the boat in the same direction. Um, and then we had a couple really horrible um, things happen in our community with our, with our physician providers. One of them um, was in July uh, of 2014. Uh, it, it happened on a, just a beautiful, warm, sunny Saturday. And one of my colleagues, who's a pediatrician, got up that morning, wanted to go out for his own personal well-being. He had just gotten a new motorcycle. He wanted to go out for a ride. He 
went and told his wife he was going to leave for a couple hours. He gave her a kiss. He hugged his daughter, said, I'll be back. We'll go do brunch later on today. And he went out for a motorcycle ride. And that was the day he never came back. And he never came back because as he was driving down one of our backcountry roads, uh, somebody had pulled out in front of him on a golf cart and he hit that golf cart and he was killed. And I remember getting the phone call that night from my clinic president telling me that Eric had died and, and um, what had happened. And I remember that just deep feeling of a, such a punch in the gut of the fact that this was one of my friends. This was somebody I just talked to on Friday. This was the guy that delivered two of my kids. Um, and really the realization that he had left behind his wife and his four school age kids. And that could happen to any one of us at any time. And so for myself and for many of my colleagues, that was a real um, defining point in our medical career of one of realizing life is short um, and this can happen to any one of us um, and we need to do things differently. And I I would say that we were pretty good at it for a while. Um, And, you know, uh, for maybe a month, maybe two months, we were really good at it. We would make sure that we were getting out of clinic on the time that we were supposed to get out of there. And if somebody was left when we were walking out the door, we'd say, come on, let's go. Let's get home and see our family. Let's go hang out with the people we love. And we did pretty good. But one of the things looking back, I realized that we just didn't change some of the underlying things that were causing our own burnout and our own frustration with just an overwhelming amount of paperwork and electronic medical record stuff. And so at a certain point, that work just continued to build up and we had to fall back into our old ways. And we did. And we fell back into our old ways and and just kind of went on as if life was going to be that way. And then 90 days to the day later, October of the same year, I got another phone call and this was on a Sunday evening. Uh, it was my boss at the hospital. The hospital president called and said, Corey, you have to get into the hospital right now. Um, and uh, what she told me next was just heart wrenching. And that was that one of my other friends and colleagues who was a pediatrician had committed suicide and hung himself in our hospital chapel. And our hospital mm-hmm. staff had found him and got him down and got him to the emergency room, but it wasn't good. And I remember going into the hospital that night and I remember walking into those emergency room doors and seeing uh, the colleagues I work with every day and my nurse colleagues and my physician colleagues. And I remember the look on their face, the look of just utter, um, I don't know what, just this look of here we go again. Here's another one of us again. And when is this ever going to end? And it's just, it was, it was a moment, I think, again, defining moment for all of us that we felt like, okay, we didn't really pay attention last time around very well. We better darn well pay attention this time around. And so we, we really tried to be differently, tried to do something different. And I would like to say that that was the last part of that story, but the very next day there was another uh, thing. And that was when I went over to the hospital to do colonoscopies. And that's one of the clinical things I still do is colonoscopies. And I walked over to our same day surgery area and um, our health unit coordinator was sitting there. Her name is Tennille. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, Corey, I'm so glad you're here today. Yesterday when I heard that a 
Doc had taken his life in our chapel, I was really scared that I was going to hear it was you. Mm. And I'll tell, I'll tell you, there is not a whole lot that anybody can say to you that takes you to your knees like something like that. And so for me, that was that was it. That was the moment that changed my life. That changed my life into a direction of, from there on out, much of my work and most of what I do now is around healthcare provider burnout and resilience and how do we better take care of ourselves? How do we live the life that we want to live, not the life that other people think we should? And how do we listen to our heart? And how do we how do we do that? And how do we lead by example and make it okay for the rest of our colleagues to do that as well? And so that's what's led me over the last five plus years to uh, do a lot of work within this realm of healthcare provider burnout and resilience and moral injury. Um, and so that's how you and I got to the point of talking today is um, mutual connections and communication of, of people that matter in this, uh, in this world and in this uh, realm of uh, healthcare provider burnout, resilience, and joy. Wow. I, uh, as I was listening to you, I, I literally got this visual of this giant tapestry that, um, as you describe your journey with these yarns of all these different colors of jewels, uh, gems of blood, of heart, just an incredibly impactful journey. I'm particularly struck how you said you started in that place of almost that dream of delivering babies, working in the ER, and yet very shortly turned into something else, you know, with anger. And and, and the path through that actually came by, you describe a wonderful boss who touched your life. And I can't help but think of how you've been able to convert some of these very intense and sad experiences into something that will, um, that's allowing you to touch other people's lives the way she did. It's such a powerful story on so many levels. And I, I want to pause and, and thank you for sharing that from your heart. You're welcome. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, I actually love sharing it because I think it's important for people to know. It's important for people to know that our lives are touched and um, and we need to we need to listen to our own heart and our own soul and uh, figure out what we were meant to do in this world. Yes. So let's build with that because it seems like it's easier to listen to our hearts and our soul when things are humming along as we imagined them or as we expected them. And you and I are here talking in April 2020 in the midst of this COVID pandemic. So talk to us a little bit more about in your work as a physician, you're a leader, and you're also an entrepreneur. What are you seeing as some of the top challenges that physicians are facing today? Oh, God. All right, check out part two of this conversation to hear more. Corey is talking about the process of furloughing over 20% of his staff last week because of COVID, um, how as an extrovert, he's keeping up his meaningful relationships during this time, and how his physicians are adapting to virtual care. Some really interesting insights there. Definitely check out part two.